You are listening to Seize the Day with Natalie Miller-Snell. During these podcasts, we'll be exploring all of the different opportunities that we get to seize the day on a daily basis and what tools and what changes we can make in order to grab those goals. Are you ready to make change? Hello, 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 podcast lovers. How are you all? It's Thursday. I'm Natalie and you are listening to Seeds the Day. Now I have a super exciting show for you lined up. There's a couple of things to tell you about, not least, it's my birthday. Woohoo! Round of applause for me. Yeah. That's right. I am 21 again. Thank you very much. And I totally look it. All that healthy, <laughs> the healthy lifestyle I lead. Um, yes, I, I'm obviously recording this ahead of time, but today, the 12th of December, is my birthday. So, um, great. do you know what? I love this time of year. Christmas or December is my favourite month for sure. Not least because of my birthday, but uh, Christmas as well, which is utterly magical. I love having children around me this time of year. I mean, I am I'm a big kid at heart anyway, and. The whole Father Christmas magical story is super special and, we, you know, we we go at it here full on and no doubt you will have seen that already from my post. So please bear with me because I am a Christmas junkie, but I love this time of year. So um, I'm, I'm filled with so much, well, lots of energy and lots of joy and happiness at the moment, which is wonderful. And what else do I have to tell you? I have an incredible guest coming on in just a moment. We've already recorded the show. Her name is Sally Edwards. She's a very inspiring lady and she's founder of Warrior on Wheels. So in a couple of minutes, that will, you'll get to hear her. And then finally, I've got a competition I'm going to run. Now, this is my first time ever doing a competition. So I have no idea if this will be successful, if you'll be interested in participating, or it could just be a massive flop. Either way, it's all good. We're going to do this. So I've always said from the get go that this show is about you. This is about the listeners. And I'm entirely incredibly grateful that you listen to the show. It makes it worthwhile. It's why I do it. And so I want to celebrate you because I don't think that we celebrate ourselves enough. And certainly when I've spoken with people, either through the show or friends and and family, and even some of my guests actually, more often than not, we don't actually register or look at ourselves and celebrate the wonderful opportunities that we've seized throughout our lives. Actually, how we've taken advantage of things that have come up. We've, you know, we've taken the plunge and we've seized the opportunity So I want to celebrate you because I've had some wonderful guests on the show and I have no doubt whatsoever that each of you listening also has an incredible story and I think it's worthwhile hearing those. So if you're open, the competition is this. Please send me through your Caesar Day moments. Now you might not feel you have any, but think about it, chat to friends, because I bet you have at least one, if not several Caesar Day moments that are incredible. So please send me through your Caesar Day moments. I will then read them out on a show and I will also enter them all into a draw, which I'll probably get my sons to help me with and choose a winner. And I will announce the winner and you are then invited to come on Seize the Day and share your story with me. So the ultimate, yeah, the ultimate prize here is to come on the show with me and talk through your Seize the Day moment and anything else that we actually probably cover and how the conversation goes. But I'm so excited. So I hope you're keen. I really hope you're, uh, yeah, if you like the idea, please send through. You can do it anonymously if you'd rather not be entered into the, the, the main competition. But send me through your Seize the Day moments 
and you're going to a, into a draw to ultimately come on the show. Now, in terms of dates, and I'll put this all in the show notes as well. If you submit your Caesar Day moments to me by the 3rd of January, so that's in three weeks, I'll then pop them into a, um, a hat that weekend. And on the 9th of January, the show that airs that week, I will both read out all of the Caesar Day um all of the Caesar Day moments that I've got through, plus I'll announce the winner and then we'll organise a date for you to come on. I'm super excited. I hope this works. I hope you're keen. This is all about you. This competition relies on you. So I, I hope you um, take advantage. Seize the day. That's what this show's about. Seize the day. Come on, chat to me. I'll absolutely love it. We've got Skype. We've got Zoom. We can, you know, if you're in a different uh, time zone, it's not a problem, but I hope you uh I hope you're keen and you get involved. Normal contact details for this, nataliemillersnell at gmail.com. Send through your submissions to that email address and I'll review them all in January. I'm very excited. Now, thanks for listening. Um, I've got an incredible guest, like I say, for you to, to hear now. Contact details are in the show notes as normal. I hope you enjoy the show. Hello, podcast lovers. Please let me introduce you to my guest today. She's an incredible woman. She has been awarded the Community Champion Award from Diva Magazine in 2018. She is a published author and is currently working as a life coach with people who have disabilities or long-term health conditions. Please put your hands together for the very incredible Sally Edwards. (laughs) Thank you. What What an intro. I'd like that intro every day when I wake up. That's, that's really nice. <laughs> it's the way to do it, isn't it? I think we need to celebrate ourselves more. And sometimes you need a bit of a reminder of achievements, Absolutely. what you're doing, who you are. Great to have you on. Thank you oh, for joining me. Thank you. Thank you for letting me be here. I'm a big fan of the show, so it's a real honour for me to actually be on. Oh, my absolute pleasure. Oh, we can maybe come on to that later, actually, because I know there's a Caesar Day moment in there for you, isn't there? Which is uh, what it's all about. So for everyone listening, it's the afternoon for us. It's a really gruesome day. Oh, it's so grey and rainy. It's it's a real traditional UK weather day. (laughs) Is it the same with you? Where are you? For everyone listening, where Uh, are you? I'm currently up at my partner's in Scotland and it's it's grey. It's like as if someone forgot to turn the lights on and it's really dark out there and gray and gloomy we've had rain over the weekend it's like oh where's the summer <laughs> I'm, I'm a summer babe i'm a song worshiper come on hurry up july <laughs> hey we've got christmas coming i can't wait actually are you in, you're embracing the christmas spirit what's the date today it's the 25th of november uh, i love it do you like all that because i've got all the carols going all now the songs on the radio yeah I, I tend to get more excited the nearer we get to it the build-up i find a little bit frustrating you know when they they start putting the uh, the adverts on tv at like end of october beginning of november i'm like wait it's too soon it's too soon but then sort of like 10 days or so before actual christmas eve that's when i really start to to get excited i've done no shopping yet whatsoever i've only over the weekend just decided what just worked out what i'm doing what my plans are for the, for the christmas period so it's all very last minute but once i get going and i'm i'm in the the spirit of it I really am in the spirit of it and I'm like a big kid <laughs> oh, that, no I know what you mean that's fantastic we're actually really organized this year we're off to South Africa for Christmas uh, with my wife's family first time for oh. me being abroad I know hot weather I can't wait but oh, as a result okay. yeah we've had to be quite organized in terms of getting the presents ready so we can take them with us so yeah, yeah. we're practically oh. there <laughs> I am take, so, an ex- <laughs> take an extra suitcase and take me with you no for sure absolutely not a problem <laughs> 
Okay. It's, yeah, I'm so pleased that you got in contact and I'm really excited for this show. So for those who don't know you or don't know anything about you and your story, can you, let's start right at the beginning. Can we talk through your story for the listeners and what it was like growing up different, I suppose. And I, d- I don't want to, you know, steal any of your thunder. I thought I'd leave that for you to just, yeah, tell, tell everybody all about you. <laughs> okay, well, I grew up, I grew up in uh, rural Shropshire and I have a disability. I have spina bifida and hydrocephalus, which means I'm a full-time wheelchair user. And up until the age of 13, I went to a special school and then the government and the law started to change in this country and they started to integrate more students into mainstream school so I was actually one of the first students in the whole of Shropshire to integrate from a special school into a mainstream secondary school Um, so that in itself was a big change for me a big eye-opener that must have been quite incredible actually yeah how how was that transition it was very hard actually The, the school itself was very old Victorian building uh, with only certain building regulations that they were allowed to do at the time a lot of the lessons were in the classrooms and the labs and the library they were all upstairs so I missed out on a good chunk of uh, curriculum really because I wasn't able to get into the classrooms to actually learn so I had a number of additional lessons downstairs sort of on a one-to-one with with the tutor and yeah it, it was really really challenging and it was a big step up going from uh, at the time, I mean, I'm talking early 80s here, going from the special school education kind of philosophy into mainstream education. You're talking uh, early GCSEs. And it was a massive jump up for me from an academic point of view. But also, it was probably around about that time that I all of a sudden occurred to me that I was very different. I'd always grown up to feel quite normal whatever the heck normal is in this day and age um but I'd always been embraced about my disability and was always encouraged to be independent and I had a really happy-go-lucky cheeky kind of disposition as a young person and you know life was great and and I always was made to feel normal and part of the gang and that I wasn't singled out for being different whereas when I went to school that all changed completely. I was the only disabled student in a school of about 600 pupils. And, um, yeah, it was interesting. The, um, I had a lot of support. I do have to say I, do have, I did have a lot of support from the teachers. But it was new for them. It was new for me. It was new for the school. I was very singled out. And, I, unfortunately, I, I went through a lot of bullying for the first, well, for the whole five years really that I was there on and off being singled out being left out of groups I never went to a slumber party I never got invited to to go meet any of the girls at the weekend or anything like that I was it was them and me right um so it, it was quite isolating but that in itself I suppose looking back on it now was actually not not a bad thing because it, it I soon realized that this was the case and it was very much down to me to make this a, a success uh you know the success wasn't going to be given to me I, I had to make something of it myself out of my own character and I just dug deep I got my head down and just studied as hard as I could for my GCSEs and just made the best of it I, I mean that's absolutely 
inspiring or inspiring to to say the least because on the one hand listening to what you've got to say obviously the education system and i think you know what we're trying to do in the world generally with anybody and everybody is a level of inclusion and making sure that everybody feels that they are part of the same system Absolutely. network growing up however mm. the interesting di- dynamic and listening to what you were saying you've gone from being very well catered for and obviously you said you still had that support function moving into the school but by nature mm. of a lot of the schools with their heritage in the buildings they don't cater for any and they don't have the money either probably to give nope. you the opportunity to move around to therefore be quite involved with everything and everybody so that and it yeah. makes you isolated more as well so it's it a does. an interesting dynamic and challenge in order to try to bring everybody together and then obviously unfortunately with young children god they're mean it really was one of those situations probably the first situation in my life as a whole really where it was a case of right you either make it or it breaks you Mm. make it or break it and you know i that really tested my own character um and my values that i'd learned you know from my friends and families and peers at that time from other areas i really had to dig deep and uh, make as big a success out of it as i possibly could Wow. And, and yeah. seize the day. I mean, and seize the day. Yeah. I mean, it's incredible, Sally. We all think we have struggles in life, and we all, and when we do, don't get me wrong, we all have individual different things that we have to face. But when you hear your story and actually your courage and how you move forward despite having difficulties presented in front of you, quite literally because of a disability, but then also the other things that are coming around it, admirable. So, Let's talk about how you've turned what could have, well, what are negative scenarios into fabric. You're dancing, you're writing. It's, <laughs> and, and now what you're doing now, which is obviously where I, you know, we really both want to talk about because you, you're doing positive things to help others as well in terms of what you've mm. learned, where you've come from. But let's, you're, you're dancing. I'm so fascinated to learn about this. Yes, well, that was a complete fluke. That was a complete accident. I was um, talking 20, 25 years ago now. I was working... I was on one of the government um, training and employment schemes working in a, a day centre for adults with uh, physical disabilities as a, as a trainee carer. And um, the dance coordinator for my, for my borough uh, approached our day centre and said that she was having a, uh, a specialised dance company come up from London to do a week's residency. And were any of the members of our day centre in- interested? So they they got a group of um the young people there to go along and then they wanted to obviously take four or five members of staff as a support system you know to help with lunch and their general access needs so i was approached and said would i be interested because my manager at the time knew that from when i was at school i was very much into drama and i was into music and things like that and i thought it would be something that i would be quite interested in she said go along and support as best you can but participate as well, you know, and be a participant. So I said, yes, okay, thinking it was going to be a really easy week and, um, you know, not really thinking too much about it. And I went there on the first day and it was like, wow, this, this whole world, this, the, the, the sort of the ethos that the company had and that they were, the way that they worked with people with and without disabilities combining together to create movement with each other. Uh, regardless of your physical restrictions and, and disabilities, um, they, they enhanced those, they embraced those and, and created movement around that to sort of put that 
on a, a positive spin on all of that rather than it being the negative sort of oh they've got a disability sort of thing it was it was celebrated your difference was celebrated and for me that was just like so overwhelmingly incredible I, I was I was sucked in from the, from that moment on so we did we did that we did that for a week which culminated in a live performance in our local theatre on the Friday it was a four-day residency with the performance on Friday so there we were on stage uh, you know with all our friends and, and family and, and I was like wow this this is a real opportunity I'd spent all of my life until that point in a lot of situations shying away from people looking at me and being very aware of people staring at me children pointing and sniggering and asking their parents questions and parents pulling their child away from me if they go and try and come over to me to, to say hello I'd actually gone from that to being center stage in a big theater saying okay now look at me look what I can do this is what I'm capable of if I'm trained with the right people, with the right attitude to go along with it. This is what I'm capable of. And for me, that, that was life-changing, big time. Just, I mean, I'm beaming <laughs> over here listening to that story. It's just wonderful. And listening to your words then as well, in terms of how it made you feel, not different, not how other situations had made you feel or your perception in terms of what you're capable of because everyone can do something or anything when you put your heart and soul into it particularly if it's something that thrills you as well and that wow that, that whole that, that idea for me um just the, the basic concept of bodies working together and being in physical contact with other people you know, what was, was quite alien to me as a wheelchair user and a disabled person, the only real physical contact I'd had from other people up to then was like with my family and people from the medical profession, you know, being poked and prodded and operated on and stuck needles in and, you know, and whatever. Yeah, it, it was a very, very different kind of physical interaction. But this dance, you know, and the, the evocative nature of, of all of that and what that did for me spiritually and, and what that did for me in terms of my own identity as a woman and as, as a human being that, that can look at themselves and regard themselves as, as being um, sexually attractive and all those things, the sort of all things about my sexuality really came to the surface for me through all of that because I was given that opportunity to explore and explore physicality between human beings and the disability was disability was kind of in the background was the ignored aspect, yes yeah the human aspect of it was was put on the spotlight and that for me was it was quite overwhelming actually it was I, I i had this light bulb moment i always tell this story on the first night um after the first day on the monday i went back home and i was still living with family at the time and i was the first person to get back from work or college or whatever whatever and I went into my room and we'd had a power cut. So I was sat in the dark and I was just laying on my bed, listening to my music, just analyzing the day, just thinking about it. And I literally, it was almost like a light bulb moment. It was almost like that, aha, seize the day. This is what I want to do. This is who I can be. This is who I can really come out of my shell and, and, and be the person that I want to be and do something that's 
great for me, but also shows a good example to other people that may be in the same situation as me. Inspiring others. Yes, what is possible? Exactly. There's so many things you've just spoken about there. Inspiration, first off, in terms of what you do, because we all look to role models. We all want to see somebody, particularly if you're in in a bad place or you've got to a dark place in your life and you just don't know how to move on or what to do. You look to see who else is around you, who's similar to you, what are they capable of doing? And that can inspire you to push you forward because sometimes we all need a, a little bit of a prod or a, you know, encouragement to move. But then when you were just talking about the physicality of dance and just general human contact, I'm right behind you. I am a real believer and I'd be really interested to get listener feedback on this, but I kind of feel as a human race and species that contact and physical connection is actually hugely important to helping us move through. I mean, listening to what you said there, it sounds like it was life transforming in terms of that aspect. Absolutely. I mean, it's, you can learn so much from, from a person just by having physical contact with them on, on a very, very basic level. You can learn so much and it breaks down so many barriers i mean the times i went in later on in my career as as a workshop leader with the company that i was working with times i went in and worked with people that that, you know the staff would say oh you won't get anything out of so-and-so she'll just run around the room and do her own thing you know just just ignore us sort of thing but there was something that happened that when over a period of time if i would relate to that individual person and just have a little bit of contact with them, not set, not necessarily physical, but eye contact, just recognising that they were in the room. By the end of that week, that person was dancing with everybody. Mm. You know, and that happened time and time and time and time and time again. And it and it 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 I think it speaks I mean I'm very passionate about dance and I think it for me I think it would solve a lot of problems in the world if more people were able to experience the type of dance experiences that I went through because it breaks down barriers. You don't need to have, you don't need to worry about verbal language because dance in itself is a language. You don't need to communicate. You don't need to have the picture perfect body that you see on posters. You know, you, you know it's, it's a universal language that I, I believe more people, if they had access to, there'd be, there'd be a lot more, well, there'd be a lot less anger there'd be a lot less sort of segregation between races you know and communities within the world and it would just I think it really educates you from a very basic human point of view in terms of how to accept everybody and appreciate everybody for what they bring and not for what they don't have yeah and I think that's I think that's really important wonderful and do you still dance now I don't, unfortunately. I, um, later on in my career, I, I had a bit of a, a fluke accident on a day off and I, got a, I sustained a really bad back injury. So I, after 17 years, I had to retire from dance. Um, 17 sort of, years though, wow! 17 years, yeah. So now I'm, I've, I've I filled that time between leaving and now with lots of other exciting things. Well, let's talk about them because there's <laughs> books and then we'll come on to the, what you're doing now, which is absolutely fantastic. So you've got three published novels. I want to make sure I get this right. So I know we've briefly yep. spoke before. You've got a child's, um, a children's short story as well. Yeah, A poetry right. collection, 
with a yep. mental health theme and a guide yep. to mental love health in. guide. Lovely. Talk, talk the listeners through all of those. Okay, so I've got three uh, novels that I brought out. I wanted to bring fiction uh, into the world that included disabled people within the LGBT community because I felt that that was something that was really lacking, uh, something that I felt uh, I was very aware of uh, going out, sort of out and about to different events and theatres and festivals and things like that, that there are very few people there with, with disabilities and it made me realize that we were again we were a minority within a minority group and because of all the external factors surrounding being able to access these things you know, people were reluctant to go out so that the people there weren't enough people out there that I could see so I, I wanted to try and address that by having some material out there that people could read that was real through through a book but I could actually bring some of my own life experiences in terms of problems with access problems with attitudes and uh, discrimination and all that that type of thing and and how I've overcome that I sort of use my own personal life experiences throughout the, the the three different books to actually make a to actually for people with disabilities from the LGBT community to say wow somebody's actually writing some material about what we go through so it serves them but it also I you know I've done it because I want to educate the people uh, other readers as a whole that you know this is what happens these this is the reality mm. and this is what we're faced with sort of thing so it has a two-edged sword really so it's it's entertainment but it's also educational but it's all based on fact there's you know there's there's artistic license you know some of the things didn't happen but some of the areas around some of the things that may have happened in the book may have happened to me or other people that I know that I'm close to over the years that, that have happened to that I've sort of exaggerated here and there mm. um, but it's but, it's based on what basically happens to a person with a disability out there um, trying to access the LGBT community. <laughs> uh, yeah I think that's great and do you know what I, I'm not disabled. I, you know, forgive me if I ever use any language or I don't say things in quite the right way because, you know, the the intention is to learn. I want to know so much about different people in the world and how everybody, how we all live. Because I believe in the core, in deep down inside, we're all very, very, very similar in how we want to get by in the world. You know, there's about love, success, and and just a desire to be seen. Coming with a disability and not having any idea from my point of view what that's like to read your books would be fantastic because you've got first-hand experience and I don't suppose any, many people that will be listening to this podcast will have any clue about the challenges that an individual might have if you have a disability however there can also be a phenomenal amount of people who will identify with anything that you talk about either on this podcast or in your books that yeah I struggle with that or I've had this or again somebody to look up to and be inspired by yeah precisely and, and those are the those are the reasons why why I did it um and I I did it out of frustration I wrote the first book out of frustration because I was going out and about into the community and I felt very isolated and I was turned away from lots of different events and things happening because of access and I felt that I was being pushed away and not given the same amount of access to sort of things that were going on and it was out of frustration I thought well 
nobody else is creating this work. No one else is actually speaking on our behalf to actually make community as a whole more aware of this is why we're not around. It's because of this, 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 and this. Nobody else is writing about it. Then I'll have a go. And literally the first book came, came about out of frustration. And it was just, I was just very, very fortunate um, that it was picked up by a publisher and, and was published. And uh, that's how that all really got started. And once Fantastic. I wrote that one, I got the bug. <laughs> I, absolutely. Do you know what? I mean, this whole thing and why I love this show and why I love the guests I have on the show and, and why I'm loving your story. You're taking advantage of opportunities. You're seizing them and you are not letting anything stop you. Despite, you know, you've got a, a disability and that doesn't matter because you're still applying yourself and you want to succeed and you know you've danced you've written stories you're, you're addressing mental health which I imagine I mean it's a really it's fabulous that it's such a big topic at the moment I'm, I'm really encouraged because far too many people suffer in silence and we hear all the terrifying stats of young men actually who, who, who are taking their lives more and more because they're not talking so I think it's really important and I suspect within the the disabled community you know listening to what you're saying about your childhood when you have knocks and daily life people not noticing you or this going to affect you mentally it does it does it it's um it's quite it's actually quite um once you start opening that can of worms, even just from my own life's point of view, it, it, gets, it gets very, very messy. And it, it's very evident that, you know, that life is always going to be a struggle. And, it, and it, does, it does take its toll on you. It depends on your own circumstances, whether you're, you have the right support mechanism or whether you're in a situation where you're dictated to and not really allowed to be the person that you want to be because because of your needs and your disability people tend to live your life for you and do things for you rather than you having a choice um you know and that that can take its toll on people a lot of people that i know and people that i've come across you know live their life just focusing on the oh i'm disabled and don't think outside of the box they don't think about what they can do, what, what, what they are capable of, what do they like. Some, and some people go through their whole lives without even living independently and just staying with family and, or going in, into institutions and not having that luxury of, and that basic human right of living independently and, and forging relationships and um, families and, and that, that sort of thing. And, that in itself that, that that has a major impact on on a person's mental health and that's on top of whatever the person might be feeling physically because of their disability pain or you know long-term pain long-term discomfort going back back and forwards to the doctors to the hospital for various tests and procedures and, and whatever and physio and you've got all of that on top of all the mental stuff as well and and it can be really really hard if you let it yeah if, if you let that escalate um and and get buried under all of that it's very very difficult to see the wood for the trees yeah at the end of the day I'd, yeah I, I th- wow what what you've just said and i think for anyone who who's listening who is struggling for whatever reason i think in terms of mental health or you know disability uh, and you need to talk to someone please 
get in contact with your GP first and foremost. And yes. there's great um, services out there at the moment. I know there's a lot of talking services and therapies that are offered. It is important to talk. Uh, and obviously we'll, we'll come on to what Sally's uh, doing now, but fundamentally reach out to people because there are a lot of communities. There's a lot of wonderful people who are there uh, to listen and to help and, and, you know, kind of push you in the, or support you moving in the right direction. In terms of what you're doing now, Sally, I mean, turning... <laughs> All of your experience, all of your situations, all of everything you've gone through, you now want to help folk with disabilities or long-term health conditions because you have experienced yourself. You've been through a number of situations. You know how it feels. So what is it that you're doing now? How are you helping people? And what is it that you want to, what's your message for anyone listening to help support them if they have a disability or anything else for that matter? What is it that you're now doing? You're not on your own. And yes. there, are, there are other people out there that you can talk to that are going through exactly the same thing. If not, if not exactly the same, then similar situations to yourself. There is help out there. Um, I, had a, I had another light bulb moment back in May this year. I was, um, I'd not long released my third novel and I was really struggling to sort of get the energy and the excitement to sort of promote it at that point. I, I put a lot of work into producing it myself and uh, without taking on the resources of other people and I found that really draining and really tiring and um, I sort of wanted to step away from the writing for a little while I'd found it a little bit too much I was unwell at the time myself and I thought right I'm going to just have a break and then I came across um, a coach a business coach that was advertising online and um, I joined, she was offering a free five-day workshop course with, with her online, which I did. And she asked a very interesting fundamental question. What is it that lights you up? What makes you happy? What excites you? What, what gives you that thrill that you've done, things that you've done in your life from whatever aspect of, of your life you want to re- pull that from? What is it that lights you up? And I instantly, I reverted back to, what I loved about dance and being that role model and seeing other mini-me's, if you like, going into <laughs> schools and seeing sort of eight, nine, ten-year-old little girls in their wheelchairs as I roll in with, my, with the rest of my gang and all our equipment and seeing their faces <laughs> <You're posse>. light up. <laughs> you know, light up. And I, I, knew what, I knew what it meant for me when I went on that first workshop and how, how powerful that was for me in terms of my own identity as a disabled person. And I felt that by being in that role as a dancer, I was doing that for other people. And I was t- helping them turn their own mental attitude towards their disability from negatives to positives. And that's what really lo- lit me up. And I thought, well, okay, that's, that's what lights me up. What, where do I go from there? What do I do? And I thought, coaching, Yay. supporting other people life coaching and I've just run with it since then I set I set up um, all my social media for it uh, back in May a website a Facebook page Twitter Instagram and started doing lots of advertising set myself up a website I've now got clients amazing it's only been, it's only been going since May and I'm absolutely loving it yeah I have reg- regular clients throughout the week my diary's getting full and it's I'm loving it and it, it just it shows me that I was right my my instinct was right that 
they, pe there's people out there that really need the support there's an opportunity to actually, you know, it could just be a couple of words that you give that could lift somebody's spirits or for them to know there's somebody there who's been there, done that. Who's been there, gone through it, got the certificate, worn the t-shirt, seized the day, dance, written, and is now helping others. You know, it's such a positive outlook for somebody to know that they, you know, you can do anything. You, it's, it's incredible. So no, I think what you're doing is absolutely tremendous. And, and may I ask you, was it... Was it the on your course that she said to, or you wanted to contact to come on the show? Yes. That was your season the day moment. What are you going to do from a, a business point of view? How are you going to get your word out there? And I said, well, first things first, there's this podcast that I really want to go on. She said, right, well, what are you going to do about it? And I said, oh, I'm not sure. So then the next day, I thought, right, seize the day, do it. So I inboxed you. But, and there you go. See, and here we are. And here we are. We're doing it. See, this is the incredible thing about life. And I'm hoping these shows demonstrate that or, you know, the fabulous people that come on and, and some of the other solo shows that I do. You, we can achieve anything. You've just got to apply yourself. You're, you've now got a website. You've got clients. You, you know, you're pushing yourself in terms of the life coaching because you've applied. You, you wanted to come on the show. You made it happen. I mean, this, uh, anything is possible. I firmly believe that. We've just got it to is. make the step. You make the leap. Leap of not leaf. You don't need a leaf. You make a leap of faith. <laughs> that leap of faith. Yeah, exactly. it's all it's all about the mind, and it's all about how you apply the mind. It's very easy to not apply the mind in a, in a very productive way, and and feel very self conscious, and, and and not really get moving and get motivated. But if you can turn turn that around uh, into something positive, you know, the, the sky's the limit. Really, you can do anything. Wonderful, wonderful, love it fabulous so inspiring right i've got some fun questions for you are Ooh, you ready go on, then. Go on then. <laughs> if uh, if you if you could have a superpower what would it be mm, to fly yeah if a lot of people say that i'd want to fly as well yeah i'd love to fly definitely fly over the countryside over the hills have you been watching the david attenborough um i always get it the wrong way around and my sons correct me every time seven worlds one planet yeah, that's the right. Yes, right. I've seen some of it. Yes, yeah. watching the pelicans on their last night flight. I mean, incredibly yes. graceful. They're actually quite bullies. I hadn't realised <laughs> watching the show, <laughs> but uh, yeah. oh yeah, to fly would be amazing. So graceful. definitely, yeah. Okay, what is your favourite colour? Purple. Oh, nice. Oh, and the logo makes sense. Got it. Hello. Hello. That's why the logo is purple. It's yeah, purple. Like purple. <laughs> it's, it's, it depends what kind of mood I'm in. Uh, I've got two really good colours that I, that I like. It's either purple or red, but mostly I'd say purple. Yeah. Nice. Okay. What is your guilty pleasure? <laughs> My guilty pleasure. Gosh. Um, I'm a I'm a bit of a Big Bang Theory geek. If I need oh, cheering okay. up, if I need cheering up in any way, I'll sit and I'll watch back-to-back -back episodes of the big bang theory oh, i love the big bang theory oh, okay I'm oh gonna... i love it i love it okay i'll have to give that a go uh and who is your favorite author oh that's easy go on well, your friend of mine kiki archer oh yay kiki Woo! yeah sorry the other love day actually kiki. yeah she's brilliant or, or sarah waters as well obviously I've, i had the pleasure of meeting sarah a couple of years ago and that oh. was a 
I was really fangirling. I was too scared to speak to her at one point, but luckily Kiki was there as well. So she sort of muscled in and got me in there to speak to her. <laughs> Otherwise I wouldn't have bothered because I was too, I was too shy. Uh, but oh, I love Sarah Waters' work. I absolutely love her work. Yeah, amazing. You're all right. Mm. Oh, no, good choices. Uh, right, okay. <laughs> L- last two questions. Ask everyone, what was the... I love actually asking everyone these. What was the last image you took on your phone? Oh, it was a screenshot of a photo that my sister sent me of my 11-month-old nephew. Oh, cute. He's the absolute apple of my eyes. And I have another niece or nephew due in May next year too. So I've got to oh. go through it all again. So Excellent. Love it. My, my phone is full of pictures of my nephew. <laughs> They keep it real. Children do. They definitely they keep do. you on your toes. <laughs> it's, yeah, keep, definitely <laughs> keep it real. It's love it. And what is your most used emoji? Um, smiley face. Yeah. Smiley happy face, I think. Nice. Yeah. Or the thumbs up. Oh, yeah. Okay. I quite like thumbs up too. Actually, do you know what? I looked at my screen the other day. I use loads <laughs> of all the different ones, depending on my mood. I definitely go with the crying, laughy face one most. Yes, um, I do that. I do that one quite a lot because I'm when I'm talking to my friends, I'm always laughing and joking and being silly. So I'm always sending laughing, crying faces as well. So it depends, really. Well, wonderful, wonderful. Okay, so to wrap it up, what advice would you give anybody listening to go out and seize the day? I mean, ugh, this whole conversation has been so inspiring. I would hope that anybody, <laughs> just from what you've said already, would just think, yeah, do you know what, I'm, I'm going to go and do that. What's the worst that can happen? So what kind of advice, additional advice would you offer anybody to, you know, get Gosh, out there and start uh, their dreams? Really think about what it is that you want, what it is that you want to achieve, that you want to do. And don't let the negative voices in your head or the negative voices around you tell you you can't do it. Get out there and do it. Because yeah. if you don't do it, how do you know whether you're going to success or fail? But if, but if you go out there and you try, you might be pleasantly surprised and you might have a fantastic success. Brilliant. Absolutely. Now, f- for anyone who wants to get in contact with you, Sally, the best place yeah. would be, contact details will be the website. It's Warrior on Wheels. Is that right? Yeah, it's warrioronwheelslifecoaching.online. um and on facebook it's warrior on wheels life coaching and on instagram it's warrior on wheels but between each word it's the the lower the lowercase dash the underscore warrior dash yeah the underscore warrior underscore on underscore wheels and that that's our insta brilliant i will put a pup. I will pup all of that in the show notes anyway, <laughs> so anyone can just click on them. Or I might put it there. I might write it. Who knows? I've got the issue with my teeth today as well, it seems. <laughs> <laughs> it's Monday. It's Monday, today. exactly. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you on. Thank you so much for joining me, Sally. It's been a real pleasure and a real highlight for me. Thank you. Like I say, it's, it's been an ambition for mine, uh, of mine to be on the show. So it's uh, I'm, I'm sort of doing the proverbial pinching myself right now the fact that I've actually done it so well done well I'll take a round of applause for you done 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 thank you so much Sally pleasure it's lovely speaking to you take care everyone look after yourself keep well you have been listening to Seize the Day with Natalie Miller-Snell all contact information can be found in the show notes together with any links to websites I may have referred to in the show 
If you've enjoyed this podcast, please pop over to seizethedashday.com where you'll find my other shows. And come and talk to me at Twitter or email me on nataliemillersnell at gmail.com. Thank you, thank you, thank you.